minimum, you whatever you, is good for you. You got somewhere to be? Yeah, it's better than yeah. this wonderful time that you're spending with me. We're going to talk about everything. Wait, no, I said there's no actually, limit. You know, there's it's actually a, it's, something we really should talk to you about. Okay. Super, super. You ready? Yeah. Okay, guys, we are rolling into another episode of the Candace Owen Show. And what an honor of the guest that I have today. I find it so strange. I go around the world and everybody knows what Prager U is because everybody has been touched by one of Prager U's videos. But sometimes people say to me, Who's done this Prager? And I go, what? Are you kidding me? The man, the myth, the legend, Dennis Prager. Welcome to the Candace Owen Show. The myth. The myth, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> oh, that's great. Right? <laughs> what do you do for a living? I'm a myth. Yeah, you are a myth. I have to think about that. This, this, this happens, though. I'm telling you. People say, oh, Prager U videos, they're so amazing. I've learned so much. And then I say, and Dennis Prager. And then they go, who's Dennis Prager? Oh, I had, this was one of the great moments. Guy comes over to me. Uh, Denver Airport about a year ago, 30, 35-year-old guy goes, oh, God, I love your videos. I love watching you. I love what you say. And I'm, I thank him. Can I get a selfie? Sure. Then we board the plane. And just as he's going to the economy class and I'm going to first class, we split off. And he goes, just curious, do you work for PragerU? No, he did not say I that. Di- I couldn't make it up. No, he said, do you work for PragerU? Yes. That's amazing. So he And he even knew he watched me on videos. Right. That's right. how he recognized me. But I think that that ultimately is a goal people should have. Oh, to be uh, that, bigger oh than, I want it to be bigger than yeah, of course. Yeah, you're bigger than yourself. It started on my name, but now it's much bigger, it's bigger than, than my than name. You. Yes. Yeah, that's and, such and, an of, honor. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful. Yes, I have the chills when you say and it. it. That's that exactly means, right. Some, that means that you've created something yes. that will live on forever. I People have asked me, because I've been doing radio 35 years, wrote a lot of books. So people have been asking me, oh, please run for office, please run for office. And I've answered the whole time i am in i'm disinterested in having power i only want influence i love that i actually and and i have to say this and i say this sincerely i think you are one of the greatest orators of our time really like you speak and you just want to listen and and you have this way of assigning such affection to everything that you say Mm -hmm. and you feel it you feel it in your heart you're laughing along and that's almost a lost art you can see kind of society is going in a different direction right now you know you will love this then so listen to this so i'm also into music i actually conduct orchestras periodically so i think very much in musical terms and it hit me one day very few people play the violin correct right everybody talks right but there are far more great violinists than great speakers Oh, that's so interesting. Isn't it? Why is that? What would you say is the reason it, why? It, it, uh, it, it's it, it's an art that it it's, I believe I got this gift because I, w- I was able to do it as a kid. My, my father had an office in the house and on Sundays people came to his, uh, during the week it was in Manhattan. I grew up in Brooklyn. So the, his clients on occasion would come earlier, an hour earlier to talk to me. I was 14, 15, 16, and I remember saying to one of these guys, I'm 15, you're 50, why are you coming to speak to me? I didn't understand it. He said, because you're interesting. So there's a, it's, it's like a gift, and I admit it. That's why it's, I'm not bragging. I acknowledge it totally. It's a gift. Right. It's an X factor. It, it, it is, it, yes, and it's unknowable, uh, but it's not often given. The ability to really speak well is rare. It is rare. And it's, a, as I said, com- and yet there are, there are more great violinists. That's it's an amazing thing. And it's funny that you say that because uh, I remember when I I'd went out and I'd flown out to meet Kanye and someone on his team said, do you know what it is that gravitates people towards you? And I've heard so many different things. He was, oh, you're, you're so intellectual. Oh, you're so beautiful. And he said, it's your voice. It's the sound of your voice. Mm. People either want to listen to your voice or they mm. don't. And now I'm so much more conscious of great orators because uh-huh. the amount of influence that can be assigned. Oh, it's the it, most powerful. The most powerful Well, I'll give you, you another have. one. You'll love this. So uh, I prefer radio to television. Way prefer it. I've done both. And the reason is the ear is much deeper than the eye. Okay. Uh, what people hear much more goes to the heart and the brain, especially the brain, uh, more than what they see in the eye. And so, uh, I'll give you an example. The, the motto of of, the, of Judaism is, from the Bible is "Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. The Lord is our God. The Lord is one. Hear, O Israel, not see, O Israel." Right. 
And and uh, in in the Garden of Eden, I always use biblical analogies because I think in biblical terms. I'm writing commentary on the Bible, as you know. And the 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 um, the serpent speaks to Eve, whether you take it literally or not, is irrelevant, and says, "Hey, isn't the tree that's forbidden? Isn't it beautiful to look at?" Or another example, we speak about eye candy. We never speak about ear candy. But ear candy exists. Oh, very interesting because of the voice. Right. I think it does. Okay. I think ear right. candy well, exists. And, and, and there, it does something. Like when I listen to you speak, I just want you to keep speaking. Rush Limbaugh has the same effect too when he's speaking. And, and he has a different sort of a voice. And it can, it's a more of a rough sound. But you're attracted to the sound of people yeah, that well, are, that's, are... All right. Well, that's a perfect example of just a gift. I mean, there's nothing you can do for it. Yeah. yeah. And so, so you talk about a lot of different things. And I think one of the things that I've learned the most from you, and it's been very helpful. I was watching you speak on stage, uh, I think two years ago. And you talked about the difference, which is so important, of, of, of being a leftist versus being a liberal. And this is something that people in my generation need to understand because sometimes we polarize the discussion. It's left versus right. And there's a lot in the middle there. But the difference between a liberal and a leftist, which you say is so important that we stop calling people liberals right. and start calling them Actually, leftists. Actually, I have a PragerU video on it and right. I have a column on it. And it, you, work, it's... you work for PragerU, right? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yes. If they renew my contract. <laughs> the... It's a very, very important distinction that I make every day on my radio show. And it's very helpful because then people are prepared to listen. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, maybe I'm not a leftist. Maybe I'm just a liberal. And that's fine with me. I differ with liberals, but I respect them. Right. Leftism is a purely destructive force. So for, people say, well, what's the difference? So I'll give you an example. His, his, the first example I always give is, do you believe in all black dormitories on campuses or all black graduations? If you do, you're a leftist. Liberals believe in racial integration. Leftists believe in racial segregation. They are, they are the racists of our day. They are truly indistinguishable from the Southern racists that I remember from my childhood. Where, where they would they would say, no, 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 we don't want blacks and white marrying. We don't want blacks and whites together. That is exactly what you now have from the left. So if you believe in a black dorm, you're a leftist, not a liberal. Okay, Israel is another example. The biggest pro-Israel people in the United States, like Harry Truman, John F. Kennedy, were liberals. Right. Liberals are still pro-Israel. Leftists hate Israel. That's correct. I can give you example after example. Oh, so I would say the, the argument could be made that leftists have hijacked liberalism and they've used liberalism as a vehicle to that, assign their yes, progressivism. That's so right. So I, I always say uh, to my fiance, it's so progressive, it's regressive, right? So they use a different methodology right. to, to, to get to what they want to accomplish is ultimately, like you said, segregation, right? Or, or wanting, wanting society to be separate, wanting it to be regressive. So they'll pretend what they're offering is freedom when in fact it's bondage. You should be so woke as a black person and that you should want your own safe space. Oh, wait, what? You mean segregation? That's <laughs> Excuse right. me? Well, Excuse me? We've gotten so space. progressive. It's regressive. A totally, safe space yes. for black people is segregation. We had those. We tried that. Yes. And what's scary to me is not that they're that they're preaching this lunacy, but that some people are grasping onto it. Some people said to me when I got engaged, my, my fiance is white. Um, I, I can't believe you're marrying a white man. And what I said back to them, my retort was, By well, why way, don't we just put back in the laws where well, blacks and whites right. can't marry? Well, let me ask you. I'll bet you those who said that are all black. That's correct. That's what whites, I mean. Whites don't give a damn if whites and blacks. There's more racism in the black community than in the white community. 100%. I mean, it's, it's, it's so, it's one of the truths that because the left, has, as I say every day, truth is not a left-wing value. It's a liberal value. It's a conservative value. It's not a left-wing value. So since the left dominates discourse, you can't say that truth. Right. But uh, Kamala Harris, by the way, is married to a white man. You never see him. Did no, you notice that? Don Lemon. He's... Don oh, Lemon. Oh, Don Lemon's uh, uh, male. male uh, yeah. Are, are they married? I don't know if they're married, but, right, it's, but it's, it's, a, it's a white whatever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he talks about oh, racism you don't, and the threat of white men oh, all the yes. time. Isn't that amazing? His partner's a white male. I know. Male. I would like to ask him if, if whites are, if all, does your does your white partner or husband or whatever uh, it is, uh, does is he a racist? Right. Uh, do you, you, you guys say all whites are racist. That's so is he? Right, and, and I would love to ask him that question, but he's so much of an intellectual coward that he would never have someone who is so diametrically opposed to him like me on his show. He picks who comes on his show strategically, so he's never actually challenged in that you, regard. You, my dear, are the single biggest threat. I am the second biggest. You are a conservative black. I am a conservative Jew. Right. But you are the biggest. 
because if if you can change 10% of the black vote, it is over okay. for the Democrats. The Democrats rely on, on having blacks believe whites hate them. Mm-hmm. So it is in the interest of the left to teach the greatest lie. I've written about this as well. The biggest single lie that we know of in history was the medieval lie that Jews would kill Christian children and use their blood to bake matzah for Passover. It's called the blood libel. Massive number of Jews were expelled. All the Jews of England were expelled just for that lie. So it's called the blood libel. The second biggest libel, in my opinion, and I taught Jewish history at Brooklyn College. So I'm I'm coming from a, a place of awareness of what this means. I believe the second biggest lie is that America is racist. I I 110% agree with you. I call it the great hoax on black America. That's why I wanted to go to Congress and testify against uh, what they were trying to do, which is continue and perpetuate the hoax. Right around election cycle, America's racist again. Right on time. It's like, are we about to vote again? Okay, what are we going to do? We're going to draw up the narratives of white supremacy. We're going to create these pockets Mm -hmm. of division. And we're going to make sure this community is warm with this community. They need, the left needs needs racial warfare to survive they need it they absolutely that, rely on that's it. correct that that that's why i have this uh this understanding of the left that they bank on people being angry and unhappy correct a happy black you know what you know what you call a happy black a republican right <laughs> you know what you call a happy jew a republican right you know what you call a happy hispanic a republican a happy woman a republican the unhappier the individual, the more on the left they are. That's correct. And that I talk about that. I talk about that. And, and somehow, again, they sell it to you that they, they sell you your own misery in a weird way. They, they're literally selling salt to a slug. They will sell you your own misery and they dress it up as something that's progressive, like feminism. There is no feminism. It's extinct. Okay. What we have today, there is equal rights between men and women. So what they replace it with is they, they use the same word, which is feminism, to sell women their own misery. You don't need a man. You don't need mm-hmm. children. You should be acting like a man. And what happens? You end up like Kathy Griffin. Does she look happy to you? Well, the the depression rates among uh, young women are the greatest since they have recorded depression rates, including the time of the 50s when you were enslaved as a housewife, including, um, that's their terminology, obviously, uh, but that, including that, women are more depressed today. Of course. Of course, because you're actually doing something that goes against your nature. Yes, exactly. Right? So they're nurturing right. and they're fostering something that women actually don't want. And by the time women realize they don't want it, it's That's too late. Right. Yes. It's just too late. And, and I say to people, so many young women follow me, follow feminism to the end. Find that woman in Hollywood that you think is the ultimate feminist, right? And ask yourself a, a, one question. Do you think she's happy? Exactly. And and they all say the same thing. No. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no. I Look wrote, under the pussy hat. What do you have? I wrote a book on happiness, and I do an hour a week for since 1999. An hour of my 15 hours a week of radio is on happiness, and it's completely non-political. But I realized that you know somewhere between 1999 and now, I realized it isn't political, but it ultimately is because the happier I make people, the more I hurt the left. That's right. That's right. And, and you are right. There is a direct link between conservatism and happiness. And I realized that because I was a liberal. And and I think that's also why they want to silence me. That What they're trying to do is, is radicalize me, make it seem like my ideas are really radical. Black people don't have to be Democrats. That's been my thesis the entire time. And that's what they're trying to make that's it right. seem radical. Because yes. if black people realize that, if they realize that we've been married to a party that has used us, abused us, and ultimately made us unhappy, yep. miserable, screaming in the streets about yes. something, right? right. Then, then what would happen? What would happen if you had a bunch of happy blacks walking? around well bye-bye democrat party that's what that's what would happen that's why i said you're the biggest single threat i'm I'm second but but you really you have that position and you know uh before you and then still of course larry elder who i brought into radio and and he's he's a gift and 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 he never forgets a thing he reads there is no i'm sorry he never forgets a thing he reads no it's eerie it's really weird oh totally weird (laughs) he doesn't need google it's very weird he just goes like this oh yeah (laughs) but uh i i i'm thinking really of having prager university i've never said this to anybody at prager u but i am actually thinking so i'm thinking aloud with you i i would pay people to debate you and or larry I, I think th- there are no black left intellectuals. No, there's zero. Zero. Nope. Th- but there, well, there are no left intellectuals. There are left who make their living acting intellectual, 
but the, it, 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 is, it, it is so superficial that they, they, they won't debate us. No, of course not. And I don't blame them. No, we've offered money. We've said yes. to a, a charity of your choice, $100,000 AOC, come debate Candace. Won't do it. And Larry Elder has been trying to debate Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson for decades. They will not do it because he would take them to the cleaners. Yes. He would take them to the cleaners. Of you could course. offer a million dollars for Al Sharpton to debate Larry that's, Elder. That's right. And I would guarantee that's he a, would turn it down. That's a very yeah. good point. And we, and we should. We should have a, a crowd. We should well, crowdfund that's what I the said. entire yes, thing. Yes, I know. Right? I agree with you. I had a woman on just today on my radio show. I had this woman on. She's a professor of uh, of, of zoology. Uh, uh, some, and there's some word before it. Uh, I don't remember the word, but she's a, she's and and her field is uh, polar bears. Okay. She just wrote a book and she has a blog about there are in fact more polar bears today than since we've been recording the numbers of polar bears that there are. So, but the people telling us, <coughs> excuse me, the people telling us that uh, of course global warming is killing off is killing them off. So they really knock her. So I said to her, <coughs> would you have a, um, would they debate you? You're a professor. You're at the University of Victoria in, 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 uh, in British Columbia, Canada. Would, none of them will debate me. Of course not. I can tell you across the board, they refuse to debate. I always open a conversation because I, I believe what I believe. They don't actually believe what they believe. If you, if you, ha if you really believed in the things that you said, you would have no problem walking into any room, whether the room was filled with leftists, whether the room was filled with conservatives, and saying what you say and offering to debate and, and welcoming, welcoming the dialogue. They won't do it because they do not actually believe what they believe. So this is one of the great riddles. I've studied the left my whole life. And this is an ongoing riddle to me of do they believe what they say? When they say that all whites are racist, do they believe it? Nope. They don't believe it. Okay, no way. so here is, I have a darker view. I wish that were true because you have, if you can talk to the conscience of a liar, you can, they can repent. But if they believe their lies, it's hopeless. So... I believe that at a given point of saying something enough, they have actually begun to believe a lot of what they say that isn't true. I have a different theory. Okay. So my theory is that they don't believe it. At a moment, they could have believed it. And, and that's usually a very emotional moment where you've committed to something, right? So let's take when Donald Trump won. And, and you've spent this whole time saying that if anybody votes for him, they're racist, they're sexist, they're misogynist, and then he wins the election. And I think what happens is that they've gone so far into crazy land that it takes too much humility to pull back. So they just lock themselves up and they know, and then they and say, double and, down. and double down, but they know right. they're wrong. I believe they know they're wrong, yeah. but you know how hard it is to go back and say to all your friends that you called racist, that you called yeah. sexist, that you called homophobic and Islamophobic. I know. I'm Humility not... is a very hard So ingredient. let me ask you this. So if, if we took a, a thousand uh, uh, Trump haters and put them on lie detector tests, <laughs> And said, do you believe that everyone who voted for the president is, is a racist uh, or, or believes in white supremacy? What do you think the results would be? I don't think they would say yes. I think in that moment they would realize they were, they were, t they were being dishonest and they'd say, no, but I think some of them are. I don't think oh, they believe made, it. That's interesting. I don't think they believe okay. it. I'm telling you, there just is no way because you can't say it with a straight face, especially when now we're, we're getting to a point in society where they're calling me a, a white supremacist, right? I know. So I'm a black, I'm a right. black white. I read articles right. about myself right. where they say I'm a black white supremacist, which you, means that they would have to tell you with a straight face that they believe that Candace Owens is out trying to create a society that she can't live in. That's correct. That her children can't live that's in. That's right. Right. She just well, wants well, to know that the well, rules are that she can't walk down the street. Calling Donald Trump an anti-Semite. His daughter. He, he would like to see his, his daughter and grandchildren killed. And grandchildren killed. killed. I mean, that is, that is lunacy. And, and when you get them down at face to face, I don't think they can admit that. But when they're in a mob, and this is why the mob is necessary, everything becomes easier in a mob, right? So when you see Antifa and they're out and they're screaming, ah, and they're literally just screaming. There's no words coming out. I've been inside of these, these mobs before. They just scream and they shriek because there's very little logic driving them.
That's my opinion. So it's frightening. It's frightening in either case. Let's put it that way. Right. Well, I'm, 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 I'm oddly optimistic about it because I'm seeing so many things turn to bend. Like no one thought that the black monolith could be could ha could be broken. And I saw it when I first got into this. Every comment under every video I did on YouTube was, "You're an Uncle Tom. You're a coon. You're a race trader. You know the usual, the usual nonsense." Then everything changed, and suddenly there are black people arguing. And that's all I ever wanted to do was to launch a civil war in the black community, uh, ideological I, civil you, war. It's so ironic, I, just today, I, I wasn't even taking many calls today, and two of the calls, and there, I get eight lines, two of the calls I see, black listener who has changed his mind. Love it. Love it. Thank you. And and I tell people that. I'm like, I'm on the ground. I can tell you this. I'm in the trenches. I read the comments. People are starting to think differently. And they say, thank you so much, especially after the House Judiciary Committee. They said, I don't know why I believe the media about you. You're talking about real stuff. Yes, they're talking about white supremacy. Ask the Democrats to talk about the illiteracy rates in the black community right now. Mm -hmm. Stunning. 75% of black boys in California cannot pass a literacy exam. Think about that for a second. Think about that. What did they do to blacks when we were slaves? They didn't want us to be able to read. Why? Why? Because you can't enslave an educated mind. Okay? That's real stuff that nobody wants to talk about. But I'm talking about it. There needs to be, and I also think there needs to be a bridge created. So I always say this, we, the black community has so much to learn from the Jewish community. So much to learn from well, the Jewish community. only on the micro not not uh, philosophically. What do you mean um, by so, that? Yes, the Jewish community in terms of, first of all, you get married, then you have children. Yes, that's what I'm talking I about. I know you are, but that's micro. Okay. That's personal life in, in that regard. I'll tell you the irony. You guys the crush Jew, it in here's that regard. a Here's a very interesting part. Uh, I grew up, my grandparents came from Russia, Poland, Hungary, uh, Austria, uh, Jew, Jews, all Jews. And... Uh, my my father's parents were very poor and they never went to government assistance because in Jewish life there was a word in Yiddish the Jewish German language mm -hmm. called Shanda Shanda meant embarrassment shame human shame Shanda yes it's a Shanda to take money from non-Jews that was the theory wow we will only allow our community to support our community to go outside of the community is shows a failure of the community to take care of its own. There are wonderful, I always tell my all of my uh, relatives virtually, all my, or, or all Jewish, obviously, my relatives, and they're all liberal, nearly all liberal. Uh, and I say, why don't you just preach what you practice? Not practice, Not what, practice you what you preach. Preach, but preach, preach what, what you, what practice. you practice. That is amazing. I love that. I yes. love that. So you're right in that regard. But I, what I said with macro, you don't want to learn from the Jewish community about politics, right. of, 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 about, of, about uh, how society should be run. Jews have bought into leftism and liberalism, and it's so painful to me as a Jew. Strange. I, it, uh, it, well, uh, look, their whole, I, I have, a, I have a, a whole set of reasons why it has happened. Jews identify right with Hitler, therefore left must be good because it's the opposite of Hitler. That's wrong. It is, it it's not just wrong. <laughs> it is simplistic beyond the word. It, it gives simplistic a new meaning. It's so stupid. It's like saying, this is my analogy, and it, it's a current issue of the, of, uh, the big Israeli uh, uh, magazine, the Jerusalem Report. And I, you'll love it. I, I, the title of the piece of the, my piece is, uh, what did Jews learn from the Holocaust? Question mark. Nothing. Oh my goodness. And, and uh, it, it is, it is, and I give this example. So let's say your father was crossing the street and hit by a hit and run driver coming from the right. So you learn whenever I cross the street, I will always look to the right. That's pretty stupid. But that, right, That's what that, Jews have learned. We'll only look to the right for people who will run us over. Right, right. But the people running us over today are all from the left. And that's 100% true. And, and you're correct. I, I love the idea of preaching what you practice because, yes. and that's what I've always seen. The Jewish community is tremendously conservative and there is a community. And the black community is the exact opposite. There's not a community. It's been right. destroyed by leftist politicians. Yes. And yet we continue to give them our votes. Which loyalty is, this, is to the state. Right. Loyalty is to the state. And, and if we could just do basic things, right? Keep yes. your community together. Yes. Don't go to the government when you By have way, a problem. Another, go to your another community that lives like the one I just described, the Mormons. And Mormons take care of Mormons. Right. Right. It's, There's it's, a sense it, of community. And it's a very important thing. Right. It is. They don't look to the state. 
And yet that's we, why Mormons give so much charity. And I say that I ask the question to the black community: How is it that we were here first and we're doing the worst? Right? What is it that we have Including not have done different compared to black Africans coming from Africa? Nigerians are killing it, by the way. They They're come among here. the most successful <laughs> immigrant groups in American history. Right? And you go talk to them about racism, they go. Oh, I had a great. I don't know what you're talking about. I was at uh, I was at Kennedy Airport about. I said this on the radio about two three years ago, and I I getting a shoe shine. He's a black guy. He's got an accent, and I couldn't identify it exactly. So I go, "Where are you from?" He goes, "West Africa." I go, "Where?" Because I've been all over West Africa. So uh, I so so we're talking. I said, "Listen, I'm going to ask you a funny question, and don't you know? Just let me know what you think. And there's no right or wrong answer. Don't worry about it." Are, is America racist? He looked around. It was fascinating. I watched his body language. He goes, he wanted to make sure there was nobody listening. And he goes, no. He was embarrassed right. to acknowledge it. That's very interesting. Totally interesting. Totally embarrassed to acknowledge it. Yes. Why do you think that is? Because he's a... Be a race traitor. Right. Just what you're called. Right. A race traitor. That's exactly right. And and what's be, what's sad about that is the implication is that we can only be a part of our race if we accept that we're victims and we're less than. Think yes. about the irony of that. Well, the dark irony. Well, same with women. Do you yeah. know uh, uh, um, Gloria Steinem, 20, 30 years ago, said of Kay Bailey Hutchison, a female senator, Republican from Texas, Kay Bailey Hutchison is not really a woman because she was a Republican. So it's not just about blacks. Oh, if you didn't vote for Hillary, you're not, you're not a you're woman. Not, yes. You're not you're, a woman. If you're not a leftist, you're not anything. You're nothing. You're you nothing. Exist. And, and they claim to champion women, but think about what, what the premise is of what they're saying. They're literally saying that the only way to be black is to accept that you're less than. The only way to be a woman, a strong woman, is to accept that you're weaker than. It's the exact opposite of what they claim to preach. This isn't about this isn't about tolerance. This isn't about strength. This isn't about empowerment. Well, this is the exact opposite. Giving kids at college a safe space. I, I, Somebody came to college, so we're going to give you a stuffed animal to right. play with. Puppies is what they gave at UPenn yes, the day I after know. the election. Puppies. I got, a, I got a film with Adam Carolla coming out this year. It's called No Safe Spaces. Right. It's exactly it. about that. That's right, it. you yeah. are in it. That's right. <laughs> Remember me? I'm the girl that's in it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's you? <laughs> yeah. I said to my wife, who's that beautiful actress? Right. <laughs> yes. And it's great because we need to talk about this. That's Your right. kids need to be intellectually challenged at How school. How am I supposed to know who's in it? I'm the, I, right, only, right. <laughs> I only know the scenes that Adam and I are in. <laughs> I've heard about this film. I think I'm in it. Yeah. No, no, it's a very important film. I'm happy to plug it. It's coming out later in the year. But uh, but that's the whole thing is about that. What is happening on our campuses. Right. And this is called liberal. Liberals were the biggest protectors of freedom of speech. Liberals believed Nazis could march in Jewish areas. Right. Which they did when I was a kid. Really? Lib yes. Wow. In Skokie, Illinois. You look it up. It's fascinating. The Nazis, they're sadists. They picked the area where most concentrated Holocaust survivors, people who swastika murdered and burned their children and parents and, 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 and spouses. They went to Skokie, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago, where all these Holocaust survivors lived and marched with swastikas. And all the liberals said they have a right to do so. Wow. And now you can't go to a campus and say, I think America is a great country. Right. Oh, oh, then you're a hater. Right. And beyond a hater, I wish they would just call us haters, yeah, right? They call true. you way worse than that. Well, I got called anti-Semite right. at the university, just like you got Black, called. Black, white supremacist. That's right, exactly. It's, it, it, it's, you can laugh at it. It's so ridiculous no, that no, what but, can but, you do but laugh at it? You well, know? you'll sleep better if you right. laugh at it, but it is frightening. It is frightening. And and I think that what, what saddens me, the one element that is really sad to me is that what people, what they basically sold different communities, um, and of course, I speak about the black community being number one, is a lack of self-confidence. They've basically sold to you that you're nothing. If you believe that you're nothing, you're never going to do anything. If you believe that you can't, you most definitely won't. These there's are the things that my reason. grandfather let yes, me know growing up. there's another reason you're a nothing on the left. Is my one of my, I'm proud of mottos. The bigger the government, the smaller the citizen. Yes, I love that. As the government gets bigger, people shrink in significance. Right. The founders wanted every one of us to be infinitely precious. And that could only happen when the government is small. And we are big. We take care of us. We take care of our families. We take care of our communities. That's big. That's why they want to get rid of a couple of things. God 
family, you, right? And they, right. they want to create little narcissists everywhere. In, uh, right, in very big apartment buildings. In, in very big apartment buildings. That's exactly right. And, yeah. and that is what's on track when you see that now, obviously, socialism is being discussed in America, which is bonkers. At the same time that Venezuela is burning down and they're fleeing to try to get into here, we're talking about, hmm, but maybe we'll do it a little bit differently. Well, that's what they always say. Right. So he, here is their view. Every, all these attempts of Marxism and socialism, communism, well, they all got it wrong. It's really beautiful in theory. I'm just going to do so one So here's tweak. the interesting thing. So no matter what communists do bad, uh, the theory is beautiful. Whatever Christians did good, the theory is awful. That's really funny, and that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And so what they're selling is a utopian concept, right, which is that somehow we're going to give everything to the government and everything's going to be perfect. It's completely bonkers and completely absurd. And what I say, and, I, and watch this, because you're going to see a lot of this. Now they're starting to talk about lowering the voting age. Why is that? Because you can sell a utopian concept to a child. This is this is predatorial, okay? What they're doing is they're becoming child predators because they're saying anybody that has real-life experience obviously knows this can't work. Everything can't be free. Anybody who's paying bill, paying rent, and is a functioning part of society right. knows that you can't sell this. So who are you going to peddle something like that to? That's a correct. Child. There's another this reason. This is predatorial. You're, you're right, but I have another reason. What is it? You'll love it. I know you'll love it. I know you. Ready? <laughs> this is Prager's so theory on why Democrats and leftists think 16-year-olds should get the vote because they're 16. They don't believe they're wiser than a 16-year-old. <laughs> I believe I'm wiser than a 16-year-old, right. but they don't. That's interesting because I do think that people like AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, yes. would debate a 16-year-old. She's a child. She's a child. So and why, if this child can vote, why can't that child right, vote? Right. That's the leftist framework. And they want they want the the children to be running to be, to literally be running around doing everything in society. And that's when you see it starting to permeate. Now a child they think is wise enough to pick their gender, which is stunning to me. I don't know if you follow the to story. To remove their breasts without parental consent. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I'm a boy. I'm 16. I will find a doctor and have my breasts healthy. God-given breasts cut off. It's hellish. And, and they yell, or they may not even, at female mutil, genital mutilation in the Muslim world. This this is is a tantamount to that. Of course, it's exactly like what I said to you about segregation. They are gonna they sell it to you as liberalism, as but progressive, it's but it's actually regressivism, right? So so the most regressive element of that would yes. be female uh, genital mutilation. But they sell it to you as oh wait, but now you're making the decision to do right. it. This is the poison of the left. They will still accomplish the same antiquated goal, yep. but they're going to teach it to you as if it's something that's progressive. And that's a fascinating thing that I see over and you know, over so and over again. So I am preparing now. I am preparing a list of questions to ask people, are you liberal or leftist? Because I want liberals to start thinking, hmm, maybe I'm really not on the left. And that would be a very healthy moment. So this is one of the questions I would ask. If a 16-year-old, until now girl, says I'm a boy, should she be allowed to have her breasts removed without parental consent? I would like, I would, the, are your relatives mostly on the left? Uh, it's a mixed bag. All right. Ask the ones on the left right. that question. And see what, see, see what response. Yes. You see what, I know what they, what they tend to do is, oh, that's, that's crazy. It, no, no, no. That's, that's leftist. That's reality. That's leftist. Yeah. It's not crazy. It is crazy, but it's not just crazy. This is not an extreme. There, there, there are biological males defeating biological females in girls track in Connecticut right. and they're allowed to win the race. Okay, so, but what do you, what do you think about so do you think that parents what role or or what punishment or if if any do you think parents that are allowing their children to make these decisions should face because I personally think this is child abuse. So a recent story that I'm going to give you, I don't, I don't know if you follow Hollywood headlines at all, but Charlize Theron. I know, I announced it on the radio. Right. Go ahead. Yep. Okay, Char Charlize Theron comes out right. and says that her daughter was swimming in a bathtub one day and looked up and said, "Mommy, I'm a boy," and that was it. She said, "Oh, okay," and and then she let. No, no, it's a boy said, "Mommy, I'm a girl." Mommy, I'm a girl. Yeah. Whichever, yeah, whichever way That's it was, what, a girl says, Mommy, was. I'm a girl. Yeah. Right. And now she allows her boy to, to dress as a girl. Right. No, started dressing him, her as a girl right. at five. At, f at five years old. And, yeah. and to me, 
And I, 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 believe, I agree with abuse. you. I believe it is child I abuse I thought I was as well. a tomboy when I was that, in fifth that grade. That is exactly I'm right. I'm so happy my mom didn't cut Re- all my hair right. off and put me in baggy clothes and say, okay, well, you figured it out. You're in fifth grade. One you know everything the, now. One of the first surgeons to work on transsexual surgery at Johns Hopkins University has come out in complete opposition to it. He, Interesting. He, yes. And he, he said, I realize the results are not happier human beings. The suicide rate is at least as great among those who underwent surgery as those who did not. This is a terrible fix for the vast majority of people. By the way, look, all of us feel sorry. If you really do believe you're not the sex that you were born, that's tragic. I mean, we, we all kids, acknowledge it. Do they but really think that? Or is it just I, no, no, part no, no, of I being believe, confused? No, I think that there are, they are, they are confused. About everything, by the way. Not uh, maybe, just- but look. Confused or not, I don't blame them for their confusion. I blame society for saying it's not confusion. Right, I agree. That that so I I distinguish between my pity for them and my contempt for the people who says there's no male female or it's not binary. Right. I I just I just to me when you're getting to the point that you're pretending that a three year old and a five year old has has the ability to make decisions for the right. rest of their lives. Yes. That, that genuinely scares me. If a five year old says that, you say lovingly, no, you are a boy. Right. Right. God made you a boy. Right. God made you a boy. That's and, and right. that's what they're that's what adults do. Yes. You steer them in the right direction. Correct. The kids that I used to babysit and nanny for would say things that were they thought they were mermaids. Imagine right. me being like, Well, here you go in the ocean. Poop. Right. No, no. <laughs> she said she was a mermaid. Yeah. Would that be considered child abuse? He said he was Superman and he could fly off the staircase. Oh, yes, I know he fell. I know I, I know his face is broken now, but Funny. he told me he was Superman. Is my, that considered child abuse? My older son did say he was Superman and did jump out. He jumped. Oh, well, there there you go. They jumped. <laughs> That's really funny. But I but wasn't this is what there I mean. when he kids did are, it. Kids are absurd. I, why are you on the floor? They watch I one I was thing Superman. and you don't know where they got the idea from. And because right. they're so imaginative and they can step in and they can beat anyone. There are kids that don't want to ever take off their Batman By costume the way, because they are Batman. I just want you to know that is why. Why Superman capes now come with a warning? You cannot fly with this. Okay, That's I'm not really joking. Funny. That's really funny. It's pathetic. It's but pathetic. It's, funny. it's yes, pathetic. Exactly. But th- that that really speaks to the imagination of a child. You never know where they get this idea from, and they yes, run with it you, for a couple you, of days, yes. and you say. You have to take off a Superman outfit because right. you aren't Superman and you can't fly. And that's the job of the parent, right? To allow them to live imaginatively and, and to have a good time, but to also be a parent. And at a certain point, have them accept right. that there are realities. And one of those realities is biological. And, well, you raised another point. Be a parent. Be a parent. Parent means that you believe you and I believe in hierarchy. The left doesn't. They don't believe God is higher than man. They don't believe that the parent is higher than the, the child. They don't believe a teacher is higher than a student. Everybody, God and man are the same. Everything and is the same. the same. Everything is equal. There is no hierarchy. That's chaos. chaos. And and the left is a force of chaos. I love that. Chaos. That's that's that what is, it seems at this point. It took point. me you a lifetime. I, I started studying the left at, at the Russian Institute of Columbia University, and it's taken me all of my lifetime to realize they don't have a doctrine. They are just a force of chaos. I love that. That is so powerful. It's very powerful. That is very powerful. Yes. There is no doctrine because no. I can't figure it out every day no, I wake up. I know. And I read a new ask, headline and I'm like. Here's a way to prove it. Ask a, ask a Christian. Uh, you're not a Christian. I'd like to know what do you believe. Here, here's the Bible. Ask a Jew, what do you believe? Oh, here's the Bible, or here's Maimonides, or here's the Talmud. Uh, ask a Mormon, here's the Book of Mormon in the Bible. Uh, right? Ask a leftist, what what do you believe? There is no book. There is no doctrine. No. It's just chaos. It's chaos. And and, and when they see order and structure, they seek to destroy it. That's correct. When they, they say they go, order. wow, that looks organized. They hate order. That, that, is that exactly, seems like order. Male, female is the late. This was the this was what pushed me over the edge, but I knew it. The one of the reasons that I oppose same sex marriage, and I want you to, just for the record, my wife and I are godparents to a gay couple's children. I know this. Okay, right. just want that clear, and 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 very important that people understand that. Nevertheless, I am opposed to same sex marriage. I believe marriage is between a man and a woman, and I one of my arguments for years was. Your argument, those of you who argue for same-sex marriage, your argument is gender doesn't matter. That's going to lead us into a very bad place. Gender does matter. And I was right. Wow. So you, you called this early. I did, and it's in print. I, yep, I'm telling you, I called that's, it very early. I actually know a gay couple that's opposed to gay marriage. 
Oh, they won't of get married. There's tons of them that just won't oh, get married. Absolutely, because they 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 think that marriage yes, is between a man and a woman, and they believe in gender. Yes, if if you if you're gay and you feel you want to be faithful uh, to uh, any of the biblical religions, Judaism, Protestantism, uh, Christianity, Mormonism, any of them, uh, then you will uh, have to grapple with the fact, as you put it, that marriage is clearly male female. It's, it's so interesting. I, I'm so happy that you just put this word chaos the into chaos my is head. The, that's right. Because I think what I've been doing well, wrong is I've been trying to assign I know. order You're, to You disorder. know what? I saved you, you saved decades. You saved decades of time. I, I, my, my struggle is your benefit, but I, you know, it's such a credit to you because you no, it is because you realize how important that insight is. It is, yes. Yes, it's like, everything. What am I wasting my brain that's power right. here? That is why there's always a. That is why there's always chaos. Right. This whole Russian collusion thing was chaos. It was just chaos. The whole destruction of justice is chaos. chaos. They're everything. It's all chaos. Right. All the time. They live with it. They. They. It is. It is the part of the human being that thrives on chaos and drama. J- on drama. They. D doesn't stand for Democrat. It stands for drama queen. <laughs> drama queen. I love that. That's so funny because yesterday, um, or I, I was watching one of these congressional hearings and I tweeted that they, the Democrats have actually turned Congress into days of our lives. And I think that anybody who still stands with Congress, they're addicted to it like a high drama yes, soap opera. Addicted. They're addicted. Because it's chaos and, and drama are adrenaline it rushes. Is. It is. The, I, there was a brilliant philosopher named Robert Nozick. I read him when I was at graduate school, and he he had an alphabet of philosophy. Under every letter, he had one page of philosophy. It was a great book. Under B, boredom. He said, people underestimate how powerful boredom is. And, and it opened my eyes. The left, having rejected traditional value, they don't believe in America, they don't believe in Judaism or Christianity, they... they it's an empty world, so they're bored. I'm not bored. You're not bored. We, we, our life is so filled with our daily life. We're happy in our daily life. They're not right. So their boredom produces a need for adrenaline. Okay, so this is you're gonna love this because this has been a, lo- a long-standing theory of mine, which is that like why are they? People say all the time, why are millennials so crazy? Like we're the generation that really brought in the crazy. And I said, it's because we lived through nothing. That's there was no World War One. There was no right. World War Two. No there was no Vietnam War. They don't debate bathroom signs in times of war. There was no Great Depression. They right. don't debate these things that we're talking That's about. Right. We are so overprivileged That's that we're looking for something to say. I'm right. the generation that ended uh, bathroom signs. Right. <laughs> This is because no, we're, exactly we're looking to feel right. something. Yes, we're looking right. to be to say that we did something heroic. And at a certain point, right. we have to look in the mirror, millennials, and realize right. this isn't heroic. This is plainly stupid. Right. You okay? want to do something heroic? Yeah. Here's his hero. Here's heroism. D Day. Okay, that's heroic. That's correct. Or I'll give you one that they could do since they don't have a D Day. Okay, it's heroic to get married. It's heroic to raise good children. It's heroic to be take care of a community. That's heroism. Wow. But it's boring heroism in their minds. That's why. It's much more exciting to march. Over nothing. Over nothing. Over absolutely nothing. I want to get to this because this is, first off, it's just beautiful. But you, got, you, you, you have a book out now, and, it's, it, and this is a series, and it's right. called The Rational Bible. Can you just talk a little bit about what this is? Because I think everybody needs a little bit of this right now. Abraham Lincoln... Uh, did not go to church, but he had a Bible on his nightstand, and he read it every day, and he said so, and that's how we know. Uh, this is the book upon which the West is founded, the Bible, whether whether one likes it or not. Even, so I, I understand most religious people cannot explain it. The text is too complex for many people, but I know biblical Hebrew like English. I'm very blessed, and that's a big help, and I've been teaching it my whole life. I explain it. So I'll give you a, a one out of literally hundreds of examples. This is this is my version of Jordan Peterson's Rules for Life, but but it's hundreds and hundreds taken from the Bible. It says honor your father and mother, right? In, now listen to this. It all it also says love your neighbor, love the stranger, love God, but it never tells you to love your parents. It's brilliant. You don't have to love your parents. God doesn't demand you love your parents. Just honor them. And what do, what do you think God means when he says, honor your parents? Number one, it's the only creature you have to honor. It is unique to parents. 
the 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 Ten Commandments, this Bible understands if you get rid of the hierarchy of ch- parent child, you get chaos. But what but what do you think about people that grew up in a chaotic climate with their parents? Like it becomes tremendously right. difficult. So I, speaking look, from personal experience. Correct. Here. So you're right. This is a very big issue. It's raised with me all the time. Right. It, I can't answer for everyone. Just like, for example, do seatbelts save lives? Yes. Do they sometimes kill the occupant? Yes. Right. They choke them. They they can't get out. It locks during a fire. They're burned alive. Seatbelts sometimes kill you. Overwhelmingly, seatbelts say, overwhelmingly people need to honor their parents. That's why it doesn't say love them. Right. You don't have to love. Uh, and I begin my, my uh, the first, this is the second volume is just coming out. The, the, it's Genesis. The first was the second book with the Ten Commandments. And I begin the forward saying, when I was in my late teens and early 20s, I had tension with my parents, like so many people do. But because I believed God had instructed me, Dennis, honor your father and mother, not abstract, me, I had to, I called my parents every week of their lives from when I left their house when I was 21. I didn't, it didn't matter where I was on earth. I called them. Right. And that was solely because I believe God ordered me to do so. That's interesting. And I bet, I bet even in, in relationships or in situations where things are chaotic, it probably is helpful to try to restore some sort of honor Right, just honor. Yes, I honored them. Yes, even if (laughs) If they they don't. don't Right, yes. But now I'm not saying my parents didn't. But I'm just saying I had those issues. A lot of parents don't. A lot of people do have these issues. That's why I'm asking you. But I stood. Jimmy Carter once walked into the radio studio I was broadcasting from, uh, and because he was going to be the guest on the next guy's show, I stood up. I can't stand Jimmy Carter. I can't stand him. I think he's a fool. I think he hurt America. Okay. I stood up because you stand for the president. You honor the president. I didn't love him. I didn't respect him, but I honored him because he was my president. Wow. That's really, really, really deep. And I have to say that it's something That's that I, what this stuff, I definitely this is, struggle with. Well, I, I, you are normal. Right. But the fa- first of all, the fact that you struggle, you know what Israel means? Right? God, God chooses a people called Israel in the Bible. Know what it means? It says it there. Nobody knows this. It says it means to struggle with God. To struggle with A God. Muslim woman called my radio show once and she said, you know, I know you studied Arabic. I know you studied the Quran. So I'm very curious, why aren't you a Muslim? And I said, thank you for the call. I'm honored that you would even want to know uh, the answer. But I have an answer for you. Here is my answer, my short answer. Islam in Arabic means submit. It does. Submit to God. Israel in Hebrew means struggle with God. I'd rather struggle with God than submit to God. And she said, thank you. Wow. Because she realized that was, that's right. He's right. I submit. He struggles. You are such a sage. You are, you're an absolute well, sage. Well, thank you. Yeah, you are. I'll tell you, I, I, it's, um, I always wanted to, to have wisdom. I, as a kid, I wanted, my dream was to understand life before I die and to explain it to the world. And I, I have the chills as I talk to you. I'm, I'm serious. I, I have that opportunity with, with my radio and writing and PragerU. This dream that I had in high school, can I touch people with, with what I know? I, there was no internet. There was, I, I didn't even think I'd be a, never, I'll be a radio talk show. You gotta be kidding. They don't know who the hell I am. Just a nothing kid in Brooklyn. And look at what's happened. Right. This dream has materialized to touch people like you to the extent that I may have. And, and, and I mean it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just a, a wonderful thing. But I really, this, look, the reason I never push the book like this, these volumes, the Rational Bible, and I tell people, look, let's be honest, nobody writes a Bible commentary to get rich. Okay. <laughs> so this is not, this is not money right. that is propelling me. But this will change people's lives. I, I, I'm really looking forward to reading it, and I, I'm assuming I can get a signed copy. That's extra. That's going to be couple extra. Of, couple of books. Um, well, I just want to let you know that you you have completely helped shape me and people like you, people like Larry Elder, people like Thomas Sowell. I mean, if it wasn't for you guys, because I'm still learning, I'm still growing. I, I've got well, ideas. Look, you, you're They're, a gift. You're you're a gift. You are. You're gifted, and you're a gift, and you want to use your gifts 
just as I have wanted to, and that's a big deal. Right. It's not about Candace. It's about stuff bigger than Candace. Right, and I think sometimes learning in public is the is the best way. Yes. Learning, and that's what I want that's to do. Right. I want people to be on this journey to see. I was on well, I was a liberal, yeah. and and now I'm here, and and I, I feel audacious, and I feel empowered by this, and I think that for some reason I I feel like time is winding down, so it's time for all of us. Like something put this in your heart to put this book out there. Yes. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that, because we right. need to start talking about God again. We need to start understanding. We do. On, in God we trust. It's on every coin for a reason. Right, right. Well, we wrap up every single podcast with the same thing. You get two minutes. You have to look at that camera, and you get to leave a, a message for the world. And you have to pretend that every single, all seven billion people are going to hear this message. Okay? Two minutes. You don't want to mess this up. This is legacy. Ready? Okay. You got the clock on your mark. Get set. So where do I see two minutes? Where is there a timer? You don't get to see it. I see it behind you. Okay, okay fine. <laughs> On your mark, get set, go. Well, hello world. I wasn't prepared for this, but here it goes. I believe that there is a God who wants us to be good. That is the most animating thing in my life, more than any other thing, because if there isn't a God, it's all pointless. I'm not trying to convert any of you. I don't care what religion you are or no religion. That's a big deal, because if we weren't created by a God, then it's all random, just random. We're here for a nana, 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 nana second in time, and then that's it for eternity. And there's no good and evil, and there's ultimately no meaning, and that's the chaos that's happening. There wasn't chaos like this when we had an America that, that took seriously the idea of a creator. Where are our rights from in the Declaration of Independence? Our rights are from inalienable rights come from a creator. They can't come from the state. They can't come from people. Whatever comes from people, people can take away. But what comes from God can't be taken away. And here's something to tell your kids. If you're raising kids, you're much more interested in their self-control than their self-esteem. They'll be a much better human being if they know how to control themselves than if they think well of themselves. And by the way, if they can't control themselves, they will think well of themselves. There's so much out there that is wrong that has been just the nonsense like that, the self-esteem movement, giving awards to kids who didn't earn it. You know what my favorite English verb is? Earn. You have to earn self-esteem and you have to earn happiness. Happiness cannot be given to you. It has to be earned. So these are some of the messages that have to be reinforced and yes, I am blessed. I am blessed to live in what I believe is the last best hope of mankind, just like Abraham Lincoln said. And that's a division between a left and a liberal. Liberals really did believe that America is the last best hope. The left doesn't. That's amazing. You did it. Two minutes. Launched a vibration. Everyone has to listen to you now. The world is solved. Hmm. Thank you so much for coming on. It was a joy. Such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. I'm so glad you put this word chaos in my head. You saved me so much time and energy. That's correct. I've just been like Thank you guys for watching the latest episode of The Candace Owens Show. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. As many of you guys already know, PragerU is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. I would really appreciate your support.